Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. All right, next up on the podcast this week, we're excited to continue our uh, spotlight of our different grade levels. And this week, we're jumping into the 11th graders, the juniors. Uh, these guys, uh, class of 2022, that's three twos uh, in, in the graduation uh, year. So that's an exciting time. Uh, these guys are on the verge of uh, uh, being seniors and have had a great run so far here in Awakenite country. I'm going to have them introduce themselves first, and then we're going to jump into some questions. Uh, my name is Amalia Morris, and I'm a part of the Leroy Marching Knights. Um, my name is Mitchell Hockey, and I play soccer, basketball, and tennis. My name is Gabrielle Slavinsky, and I'm part of the track team and the cross country team. So thank you guys for coming on, and uh, uh, Mitchell, we'll talk. We'll start with you as a new knight here to the table. Um, you know, transferring in, and this is your first year here in Leroy. Talk about how your experience has been. You know, this year. Um, you know, how you've been welcomed, uh, you know, in, into the school and just generally what your experience has been so far. Um, it's been different, but it's different for everyone with the new hybrid learning and stuff. So that made it a little less um, different for me coming in here, being a new student, because everyone's uh, experiencing new things. And um, it's been pretty easy with sports, making new friends and stuff. And everyone was very welcoming. So Awesome. And as far as uh, uh, Gabby, you, um, you know, very involved, had a lot of things going on, you know, uh, you know, cross country season was great. Talk to us about just kind of how your school year has gone, how you've been able to manage your time between when you're home, uh, when you're here, when you're doing extracurriculars. Um, it's actually, first it gets a little hard because, you know, the sports season goes off and then you're getting a lot of work. So it's somewhat hard to balance it. But because of hybrid, I started working. So I was working in the mornings, which allowed me to piece my time out evenly and uh, allowed sports to help with that. It helped with the time management because it told me, well, if I get my homework done earlier after I get out of work, then I won't have homework to do for the rest of the week. And I prioritized my weekends to help spread out my uh, homework plan. And it's going to be like different and difficult for everybody. You just have to find what's good for you and figure it out that way. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. And, and also, I think you also represent a really cool group of, of our Knights that have taken advantage of when they're not here. So you've obviously filled some of that time by getting a job, working, making money, but still balancing your time. And I think that's just, we've been in full support of people maximizing what they do when they're not here. And I think that's a great, great example. How how has it been being able to balance, you know, work, you know, and, and school and how important, what are those lessons that you're learning as a person that's in the workforce? Um, it's actually, it started out a little hard, but that's how everything is when you first start school, especially with hybrid. And when you first start your job, it is a little hard, but then it gets easier because the more that you practice, practice kind of, um, it allows you to open up and think of things and see things about how this is right for me or this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. And if your homework's late, then it tells you being like, okay, I need to get this done first. This is the longer one. And then I can take the shorter time last. 
because then it allows you to get an even more time and then you can sleep and then you can do a lot of the other things and you don't really have to be overwhelmed with work if you get the larger things done first. Yeah, absolutely. Molly, talk to me about just how your experience has gone and what you know, what's worked well for you and or maybe some things that maybe you've struggled that you've had to overcome, you know, to kind of, you know, get used to what school has been this year in the hybrid. Yeah, um, this year was quite different in the beginning. And I remember last year, I thought to myself, man, I really want to go on to online school. It worked out, but not in the way that I wanted it to. Um, the main thing that I've been using is a notebook and a journal to write down what I need to do in a day, which really just plans out my day and allows me to find out what I can do all in one day and then have time left over. Hmm. Now, as far as like that type of organization, I mean, how have you, what, what does a day look like for you when you're not here and, and, and how do you kind of build your time and your, your time management around that? So since I'm part of OACA, um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'll first take Monday as like, do what's assigned for today. And then Tuesdays, I do whatever's going to be due that day and Wednesday. And I write down everything that I need to in my notebook. Then, um, then I might have some extra time to do things due on Thursday. And then I can finish things on Thursday that are due on Friday. Yeah, it's, it's great. I like that. I'm gonna to have to maybe try to use the you know some of those uh, strategies too. I like to stay, stay on top of the work. Uh, Mitch, talk to us about just you know what it's what it's like um, you know for you to now basketball season's going. Uh, it's you know it's, you know you played soccer this year as well. You know w- what did that element bring to you to be able to you know compete athletically, but then also you know balance those days off. Some of those days off you would have practice or games. How have you been able to kind of manage your time there too? Um, well, sports have been nice because it allows you to like still engage with your friends like five days out of the week. You can practice on the days you don't go to school. And um, the hybrid learning has allowed uh, me to train basketball. Me and Andrew Loftus started way back in March training like four days a week. So being able to um, still train like at our own uh, times uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and even Wednesday sometimes um, it's really nice to be able to do that still. So, it's great, and I think everyone's been able to like again find where they can be successful and put themselves in the right spots to you know maximize, um, you know what you have to offer. So, okay, a couple round robin questions. So uh, you're gonna um, we'll start with Gabby, and this question everyone's gonna answer. You know, not the same, but you're gonna everyone's gonna answer this actual question, which is right now favorite your favorite class or slash teacher experience that you have going on right now? Um, That would have to be art because it allowed me, like online learning has allowed me to open up and use new materials and then be home. And he kind of just lets me do my own thing and like use materials to get used to them. And that's what I really enjoy about it because it allows me to expand in my own style with different materials and different pieces of paper and anything but like just my normal mechanical pencil. Let me do a follow-up question to that. So I've seen a lot of your work. I mean, what, where where are you pulling your um, your ideas? You know, and, and and where is that coming from that to motivate you to create these these unbelievable pieces? Um, it can actually be a little hard. I usually do things with like experience. If it's a project project that he wants me to do, I do things off of experience, and then other times. 
I piece everything out, especially with like making my own characters. It's actually a really hard process because you have to make sure that they have each different set of personalities and if they're going to be like compatible with each other, if they're going to be good with each other to make a kind of like storyline for them. And it just helps me like cope as a person to be like, okay, well, they can go through a hard time and then I can connect to them. And it just, it just happened because as, as I was growing up, I was exposed to like comic books and stuff. And it just helped me develop this creativity to make these characters and to make them act with certain things that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing. And it just allows you to express yourself as a person. And that's where the creativity comes from. It's cool. It's a great answer. And and I think the diversity that you have, like in the comic books and the things that you see only enhance that. So that, that's really cool. How about you, Mitch? Um, I got to go with advertising and marketing. Um, I took it as a filler class at the beginning of the school year, Mr. Pollard. And um, business classes were never a very big thing at Perry. And uh, I didn't know much about it, but Mr. Pollard's a great teacher. And he kind of like always knows how his students are feeling and schedules his classes around it. And um it always seems like it's pretty easy going and everything we learn in there about like social media and stuff with the modern day stuff, it really makes you think and um, it's just really interesting. That's great. Yeah, I really, really like, uh, you know, some of the topics that he covers. I mean, the real life, you know, connections that are there really helps you guys, uh, you know, prepare. And yes, we are rich in business. We got a lot of great business opportunities. So you can think about maybe adding some of those uh, next year, too. Um, I would have to say I really like AP language. Um, I love the way that Miss Bradley plans out her day, and she definitely um, helps us write each of our pieces, and with rhetorical analysis, or with synthesis, or organization, or anything, she really um, plans it out and has us read certain topics that you may not read on a normal basis. So it really exposes you to a different type of reading or a different type of thinking and ideas that um, definitely engage your learners. Favorite thing you've read this year? Um, I especially liked uh, On Dumpster Diving by Lars Einer. We read that and it exposed a new morale. Um, and definitely a different way of living than I've ever thought of. Hmm. That's cool. Okay, next question, Ron Robin. Favorite lunch? Favorite, uh, you know, served lunch here at school? Um, that's a hard question because I don't eat the lunches here. I have an okay. allergy, so I that, pack my own. That's fine. So go ahead and throw <laughs> out you, what your favorite that you bring. Um, what I your bring? Your go-to bring lunch. It has to be, like, a ham wrap. Like, the tortillas, they do fall apart because they're not, like, a regular tortilla. But okay. it's, it just it just makes me feel better because they're, like, a ham wrap tortilla with, like, lettuce and cheese and stuff right. like that. But that's, that's about that, it. That's an all-American. You can't come <laughs> around with ham and cheese. Mitch, how about you? Uh, I got to go with buffalo chicken pizza. It's probably the best, I think. So. Okay, can't go wrong with that. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with breakfast. Uh, just because who doesn't love breakfast for lunch? Love breakfast for lunch. That's actually been a popular answer to the other grades that I've asked. You know, they love getting that syrup in there. You know, you know, little uh, little breakfast for lunch is always a great choice. So, all right, last question. Um, your go-to Leroy favorite piece of apparel that you would wear, you know, like, so we have our red and black day coming up next Friday. What would be your go-to red and black favorite shirt of all time, Leroy? It would have to be one of my track shirts or my cross-country shirts because um, 
the one of my favorite ones this year was the cross country ones where it's like the logos on the front of it and it's just it's not a mesh t-shirt it's like a cotton t-shirt and it's yeah. really comfortable and i would usually wear that i also wear that at home so those those were a, a very popular item with your team this yeah. year. they were sweet Mitch, you, you don't have a lot, so you know, so like, what's your go-to here? I got to be honest, I don't have a single Leroy shirt. Okay, unbelievable. So. All right, so listen, you heard it here. Mitch does not have a Leroy shirt. <laughs> so when we walk out of this podcast, I'm hooking him up with a Calvary shirt, uh, and then he'll have one. So, come on, how do you not have I, a well, Leroy I do. shirt? I have my soccer warm-up I wear, but okay. still only got the little Leroy logo, so. All right, well, we're going to change that here. That's what the podcast does. It brings out you know anything we can fix, so we'll do that next. Um, I only have one t-shirt and one long sleeve, so, but I'm going to have to go with my long sleeve because it's um, extremely comfortable and breathable for me. All right. Awesome. Well, there you go. So get to know, you got to know these guys a little bit more. Um, and, and, and if you see them at the lunch, you can know what you can buy them for lunch or, uh, you know, when, when you're looking to hook them up and you can't come around with that ham and cheese. I, I'm a big ham and cheese guy, so I'm, I'm, my heart's with you. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast this week and uh, letting us uh, get in your world a little bit. And uh, look, look forward to seeing you guys excel here in the second semester. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to continue our alumni spotlight. And this week, uh, bringing back a, a familiar face that's actually here uh, as a elementary teacher and our varsity girls uh, soccer coach, uh, Coach Riley Schwantenbrand. And welcome, Coach, uh, to uh, the podcast this week. Thanks. Thank you for having me. So if you checked the newspaper this week uh, or saw social media, you uh, saw um, this great article um, and announcement of uh, Coach uh, being named the SUNYAC Women's Soccer Athlete of the Decade uh, for women's soccer. And uh, she had a unbelievable college uh, career at Fredonia after being a star here in a whack and night country and went on to compete um, at, at a very high level. Uh, she currently continues to be the all-time leading scorer at Fredonia with 104 career points 43 career goals and 14 goals in one season um, are also uh, part of the school records. And uh, she was named to the SUNYAC All-Tournament Team in, in 2012. Um, she was the 2008 SUNYAC Rookie of the Year. Uh, just so many accolades and, and a lot of stats. And, you know, one of the things about Coach that uh, <clears throat> always impresses me is you know, it's not really about that, you know, and, uh, you know, she's proud of her accomplishments, but it's, it's about, you know, the team and the experience. But we're going to talk, I'm going to push her to talk about uh, herself today and some of these unbelievable experiences. So, Coach, what did it mean to you, uh, you know, to get that call and, and, and to see this honor um, to be a part of this decade, which I will point out that they had to, you had to compete between 2009-10 season to the 2019-20 season is the decade that they're uh, referring to. So what, is it, what did it mean to get that call? Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I'm still pretty close with my college coach, so we, we talk every now and again, and, and he called me and told me to kind of keep an eye out on the, on the uh, SUNYAC website. Um, and he didn't want to tell me at first and then ended up telling me, uh, you know, the award before it came out so that I could kind of prepare myself, which 
it was just a really, really cool honor, you know, being out of school for so long and, you know, being removed as a player for what I feel like is a really long time. And then to be, to be recognized for that um, was a, an incredible honor. I was, I was humbled by it. And I just think it was um, really special to, to be honored as that and, and be remembered for, um, for that, for my college career. Now, as a as a college athlete, I mean, you you know, it's you know, it's one thing to go play at college, and I think you know, it's we're so excited to always see you know our knights make it to college, but you know, to not only compete but then to excel and set records and 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 do the things that you do, I mean, that's pretty rare, you know, and I think that it, it was you know, it, it's just great kind of reading up on this and seeing some pictures and. Um, you know, what, what really set you up for success to just walk onto a campus and, and then become the rookie of the, of the year in, in that conference? I mean, what, what, let's go back to that. How did you, you know, what got you in that spot? Yeah, I mean, transitioning from high school sports to college sports is, is, a, is a whole other level. Um, you know, obviously everything that I worked for throughout my high school career and my youth career, even um, dedicating myself to that sport, um, obviously prepared me for that. But um, I don't think there really is any preparing kids when they got out of high school what it's going to be like to be a college athlete. You know, you walk on and you're obviously most kids probably feel a lot of nerves, which I did for sure. I wasn't sure, you know, whether I was going to play, whether I was going to start, how how I would do. So, um you know, there's that, that huge jump in um, skill and dedication and commitment um, to the sport. But I think in general, I think you just have to love what you're doing and, and want to be there and want to be the best. And, um, you know, stepping out on on the field, I remember I, I actually was just talking to Maddie Keister about this, who's, you know, going to school and starting to play and telling her that my experience, you know, my first couple of games as a collegiate athlete, I remember my parents telling me, you just don't look like yourself. You know, you don't look like you're having fun. You don't look like you're playing. It's an adjustment for sure. I think um, everyone takes that time to really get their feet under them and realize their potential. And for me, it was just taking a little bit of time to say, I can do this and I can, I can compete at this level. And um, you know, obviously my freshman season went pretty well. And then that rookie of the year honor was, was really cool just to be recognized as, you know, the SUNYAC rookie of the year, which, um, you know, getting into SUNYACs in general, is a, you know, it's a whole nother world comparatively to like sectionals. You're competing, you know, throughout the entire state. Um, so that, that recognition was, was definitely rewarding coming out of that season. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I always use as a metaphor, metaphor kind of or, or an example is, you know, playing college at, uh, college uh, sports is like, I mean, you're basically on an all-star with a bunch of other all-stars, right? You know, it, everybody's good and every team is loaded and, you know, there, there's, there's just so much good competition. How are you able to, you know, because obviously everyone, you know, you're a new kid on the block as a freshman, but then all of a sudden now when we're playing Fredonia – you know, Riley Conadorio, you know, look out. So how are you able to, you know, propel off of a successful first year and then maintain and, and continue to get, you know, better as everybody knew that you were good? Uh, I think my biggest thing was just continuing to be driven to be the best. You know, I, we didn't necessarily have a, the most successful like team season as a freshman. We didn't even make SUNYAC. Um, so, moving forward from that. And, and like you said, like I, I just have always felt like 
you know, I won sectionals twice uh, in, at Leroy, and I always, that was like the big thing to me, is like that team success, that team championship. So the fact that we didn't even make it my freshman year um, really drove me to say, I'm going to push this team to go even further and say, we're going to make Suniacs, you know, we're going to we're gonna make a run and we're going to try to win and um, just continuing to get better. But like you said, I mean, it, it ends up being, you know, more of a, more of a job, you know, in college. It's a job that I love, but it was something that I had to dedicate myself to. You know, I had to work at it. I had to work out over the summers and the off season. Um, you know, you got to keep your grades up. But it, it, it ended up being, you know, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work as well. So you definitely have to be driven to do it. Kind of looking back, I think you, know, you mentioned how your teammates, you know, that you played with at the college level, you guys are still, you know, friends with. And I think it just shows that the incredible, you know, bond that athletics, you know, especially at the college level does because you do spend so much time, the travel, the vans, the workouts, the weight room, the games. I mean, you're just constantly together. How how special has those relationships and, and, and that part of the college experience kind of you know enhanced your life yeah i i think that is one of the best parts of playing collegiate soccer was the bonds that you create with with your teammates um because like you said you spend countless countless hours with these uh girls or you know um when you go on a bus trip and you're going all weekend and you leave either thursday night or friday night and you're spending eight hours on a bus with them and you spend the night and then you play your game, you spend the next night, you're eating all your meals with them. You're spending hours and hours on the bus. And then you come home and, you know, you have fun with your teammates and then you go practice every day with them. And you're, you know, you're most of the time you end up living with them. Um, that really, that camaraderie that you, you gain and the friendships that you gain are, um, you know, something that I'll never forget. I, I ended up living with, um, eight girls that were in my house, you know, later on in my career and almost all of them were soccer players or lacrosse players or, you know, people that we were able to, to find common ground with. And, and that's what I try to tell my athletes when, you know, when I'm trying to tell people about what it's, what it's like to play um, a collegiate sport is you kind of have like those built-in friendships that, you know, you start your preseason and, and you kind of go into college not having to make friends because you have that core group of people around you who support you. So, um, that's it's just a really special part of of playing college soccer. And I think you know, I, I, when you look at success at the college level, and you see a person do what you did for four years, but then your senior year, you know, you um, you know, you, you make you know the All America team. You know, you, you guys, your freshman year, you don't even make the the tournament, and then by your senior year, you're on the All Tournament team. You know. Talk about just kind of the, the growth that you had individually and just, you know, how you finished your career the way that you did. Yeah, we we definitely um, progressed as a team. I think when, when I got there, um, you know, we struggled as a team, like I said, to make SUNYACs. And, and by the um, my junior and senior year, we actually um, made SUNYACs and made a run and were very competitive. Um, my what ended up being my senior year, I, I played my freshman and my sophomore year, and then I, I ended up getting hurt. Um, I tore my ACL and my MCL during the summer soccer, so I had to take a full year uh, off of soccer. And I think that really helped me to um, absorb. I sat on the sidelines. I watched every practice. You know, I trained. I had to do all my physical therapy. Um, but I sat on the bench, and I watched. And I think that really drove me to be – um, even more competitive, even more driven, and learn more about the game. 
um, just sitting on the sidelines. So then when I came back, what was my academic senior year um, was technically for soccer, just my junior year. Um, and then I was able to um, come back and start my grad program. And that's when I finished out my soccer career for my senior year. Um, but that senior year for soccer, we ended up um, nationally ranked. Um, and we also, at one point in the season, William Smith was ranked number one in the country, and we upset them and beat them on their home field. Wow. I mean, those types of things are things that you'll never forget. You know, like, although, like you said, there, there's so many, there's stats and there's awards and there's things that, that I'm super proud of, but those types of things, like the moments with my team that I'll never forget is us coming off the field and saying, we just beat the number one team in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, and then saying, hey, we made SUNYACs and, and almost made the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, we ended up not getting the, the bid that we hoped for, but we're hoping that we were hoping to get in. So watch the, the, the tournament, you know, um, bracket come out and we're really hoping to be on that list. And those are the types of things that I'll remember forever and um, really create those memories. So like I said, we, we really were successful by the end. And, you know, I played with a lot of talented players and, and I'm very fortunate for that. That's awesome. Now, fast forward. Here you are as our varsity coach, and uh, it has got you know I've gotten to the finals uh, the last two years. Um, you know, what does it mean to be back? You know, here as a teacher um, and, and as a coach, and you know, obviously you live in the community now. Um, you know, and, and now with you know a, a, a second member of your own team uh, on board uh, with your newest baby. I mean, what what does it mean to be back here and, and doing what you're doing and, and and the life that you have going on? Yeah, it's it's a dream. I mean, I think it's what I've I've always wanted. I knew I've always wanted to stay in Leroy, stay around. Um, I love the community. I loved growing up in this town. Um, so I always knew I wanted to be back here um, to be able to teach at the school district and coach. Uh, is even better. Um, I, I love being able to see, you know, families that I've known forever and kids cycle through. Um, I'm, I'm really proud to, to be a part of this community and um, look forward to my own two daughters hopefully playing in the program as well. And uh, um, just looking forward to all that, that is to come. But yeah, Amelia, my daughter was born uh, just a week ago and we're loving life with two girls. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Welcome to the club of two girls in in the house. So yeah, you're you're in for you're in for the run of your money. But I'm sure you'll have them well trained, well focused. Um, last question is, you know, in, in kind of you know being back here um, and 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 coaching and and teaching. You know, what is what is your goals? You know, with with this, you know, the soccer team, the and and moving forward. You know, you guys have hit the sectionals the last two years. You know, the things that you've brought from the college level and your experiences obviously are working well. You know, what what are those goals? What are you trying to instill here with, with, within your program? I think with, with every year, it just is making the girls better soccer players um, and, and better from the beginning of the year, getting better every day, playing playing their best by the end of the season and obviously just creating better humans as well, you know, getting them to be better citizens, better friends, um, and just pushing the girls to test their limits in terms of soccer. Um, I think that it comes in waves, you know, at every program, like we've been, you know, pretty uphill and I hope to continue it uphill, but it's just making kids better and, and hopefully um, creating those memories along the way, like I had in high school and in soccer and hopefully helping kind of cultivate that um, 
that culture for them so that they can remember their their soccer career forever. Awesome. Well, it's great to put the uh, the spotlight on you uh, this week. We appreciate your time. Um, and, uh, you know, we look for, I'll be spending some, you know, seeing your brother in action here, uh, with wrestling and, you know, you guys have just great contributions to our, our community and our school and we really appreciate all that you do. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to move the uh, winter sports spotlight to our boys' winter indoor track team. Uh, this team has always been historically a very strong program uh, under the leadership of Coach Leitenberger. And uh, this year's group, uh, despite the fact that they're not uh, striving to win a sectional championship because the indoor championships have been canceled, uh, these guys are uh, running against the clock. They're running against uh, uh, time and, and against other teams, and we're really excited to see them get gains and uh, work towards uh, the outdoor season in the spring and or their other sports that they're going to be uh, getting into here for the rest of the year. So really excited to welcome three other guys from the team. I'm going to have them introduce themselves first, and we'll jump into some questions. I'm Keen Hobart. I'm a senior, and I run the 1,000 meter, the 600 meter, and the 4 by 8 relay. I'm Tyler Strollo. I'm a junior. I do shot put. I run the 55. Normally, I'd be running the 4x2, but I do the 300. And uh, I'm Jake Williams. I'm a junior, and I, uh, I do high jump, and I do mid-distance events. Keaton, talk to us about just kind of the, the different flavor this year. Obviously, you know, we're not competing, like I said, for a sectional title. We're not going to RIT in these monster, of, you know, uh, monster Saturday uh, meets. But we are doing some virtual. We are going to Pinnacle. You are practicing. Talk about just kind of the lay of the land and how your guys' mindset is and how you're working through, you know, this modified season. The home remote, uh, or not the home remote, but the remote meets were definitely a lot quieter than any meet we've ever been to because it was just a select group of us from Awaka. And just the fact that we are able to have an actual normal meet starting next week I was not expecting that. I really didn't think we would have any normal meet, so it was really good news. And Ty, talk about just kind of how practice have been ha, practices have been going. How have you guys kind of had to adapt to the guidelines? Um, you know, how's the competitiveness? How are you guys pushing yourself? Well, I know myself. I've been pushing myself to do the Oregon Ducks football team says it's you versus yesterday. You know, you want to beat your time from yesterday. You're going against yourself, and that's what Coach L preaches. As for um, as for practices, we have our pods. We got you know throwers, distance runners, sprinters, high jumpers, all that. Always have masks to you know minimize contact and all that stuff. So it's been running pretty smoothly. And Jake, uh, you know, last week you guys kind of did your first virtual meet. Um, in essence, just kind of getting times locked in. Uh, this coming week, you are going to actually compete against. Uh, you know, powerhouse Rush Henrietta um, in this. And obviously they're going to be doing their meet at their school. We're doing it here. Uh, you're going to be running against the clock and then to see where that stands up. How do you get yourself like mentally prepared for that? And, and how do you, you know, put out your best effort when it's just you versus the clock or you versus the bar, you know, in, in that situation? Well, um, obviously it's going to be tough because we're not even at a, we're not even at a track. We're just running the hallways and, it's going to be a huge change up just from like going to 
meets with his hundreds of kids just to have in one team. And I think this competing against another team is going to bring in a more familiar aspect that we've been used to throughout all of our track careers. And uh, getting into that mindset is more so about like just knowing what you can do and being confident in your own abilities and just running your race rather than trying to beat somebody else. Even though you do want to beat somebody else, you just got to be confident in what you can do. Nice. And, uh, you know, Jake, you're coming off a, a really good uh, soccer season um, and, and now, now into the in, indoor track. Um, you know, talk about just kind of how you as an athlete this year and then going into spring, kind of what your mindset is and how you've been, you know, just staying ready for these opportunities that are coming. Well, the huge gap in between the soccer season and the indoor track season has kind of put me at a, it, it's just kind of, it feels nice to get back into the groove of things, but it's definitely kind of a, it's a, it's been a struggle the first couple of weeks because I feel like I'm a little bit out of shape, but, um, it's, I'm really just trying to focus and do the best I can now. And, uh, I'd really, I always strive to do the best that I can, and I'm just going to keep working at indoor, see if I can do really well in indoor, but outdoor, I'm definitely going to use indoor to get in better shape for outdoor and really thrive in outdoor. Now, the nice thing for outdoor is right now the sectional ch uh, championships are in play for the outdoor season. They did announce, uh, unfortunately, this week that spring sports will not have state championships, but sectional championship is definitely in play. Um, Keaton, talk to me about just what it's been a part, you know, as a senior, you know, you've been a, a part of this program for a long time, you know, as have family members of yours and just good friends over the years. What is, what is special about being a part of this track family, you know, the indoor group and, and just kind of what your experience has been with coach Al, the staff and the whole, the whole experience. Yeah, I've done indoor since eighth grade and every year I'm getting more friends, more people I'm close to, like people I never thought I would even talk to. Like Ty and Jake, I was like I wasn't really too close with them, but since track started, I definitely got closer with them. It's great. And as far as just kind of you know your mindset as a senior, um, you know, getting these events and and going to Pinnacle. I mean, have you ever been to that Pinnacle facility? Um, I've gone supporting my sister who plays volleyball, but for any sport events myself, I have not. So how cool is it for you to be able to know that you're going to go compete with other kids at a facility three weeks, you know, you know, to, to kind of close out your indoor experience? It's really like the one thing I wanted because, you know, indoor is probably my favorite, um, sport out of the three sports that I do just because of the aspect of like being around everyone I know and I'm just more comfortable around everyone. So I really feel like having these meets is very special. And Ty, you know, you got a unique opportunity. You know, obviously you played soccer, uh, you know, th this past, uh, or you, you were play-by-play -play of soccer, um, you know, this, th this past fall, as well as playing. And then uh, now you jumped into, you know, you know, back into the indoor track. Then at the end of this uh, next month, or the end of this month, you're going to be jumping into fall two football season. I mean, talk about this ride that you've been on this year, um, jumping on new teams, you know, and, and then preparing for a season that's going to be in a totally new spot of the year. Well, it's been a wild ride, needless to say. No, I never thought I'd play soccer again after my last summer soccer experience where Jake, Jake was on that team. Mm -hmm. And it was coached by Evan Sherwood's dad, Casey Sherwood, great coach. But you know, Coach Hammer really helped, you know, get me into that soccer family. It really felt like a family. And then coming back to indoor, I've been here since ninth grade, so I've only been here like three years considering, but 
yeah, it's I'm it's I'm very excited for football. Is it's I'm at a loss for words almost because I really really wanted to get it get it in this year. Yep. Well, and that and that season will be starting uh, early March, uh, and then there you know uh, sectionals are are slated for that fall two season, which will be for volleyball and will be for um, uh, for football as well. So, uh, Jake, you know, going into the, uh, this week's um, uh, indoor uh, Rosh Henrietta meet. What are some things like that you're looking to improve from last week's uh, first virtual meet? Um, I didn't have the greatest outing last week, so there's a lot to improve on. I really just want to jump higher and run faster. I guess that's always the goal, but I'd say the most important thing is to stay focused in the practice before the meets because that's the only way you're going to improve in between meets. It's not The goal isn't every meet. It, the goal is getting better every single day at practice. So I'd say I uh, just got to keep working hard, and we'll see where I get on Saturday. Love, love that mindset. Keaton, what are some things that you guys are doing as a team at these meets, at practice, to motivate each other and, and, and to push each other? Well, we have pods, so we're always, like, around each other with the people that do the same events as us. So we're always there to, like, push ourselves to take the next step and get faster, work harder. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty incredible. I was I was lucky enough to come in and get some pictures last week, and um, and it was just great to see you guys compete. But I'll tell you, I never thought I would ever be taking pictures of uniformed athletes sprinting down hallways. You know, it, it's one of those old uh, you know old rules for school: don't run in the hallways. Yeah. But then here we are, you know, sprinting down hallways, turning corners, and uh, I gotta say, I mean, we we it, we are fortunate to have a ranch style school with no stairs and have the space that we have to be able to pull this off and uh you guys will be back in here after all the snow that we've gotten um again this week so listen i appreciate you guys being on the podcast this week and and i really appreciate the effort that you're bringing to this to this season and the uh, and, and the focus and, and the determination that i'm seeing that you guys are bringing and that's only gonna you know pull vault, pull vault you guys no pun intended to the next uh you know to the next heights that that we have coming up so Congratulations so far. Let's finish strong, and uh, thanks for being on the podcast this week. Thank you. We'll finish out the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week, going with our post from Wednesday of our the case, it's called, and that's our academic achievements. So I want to congratulate all of our students that made the case uh, with their performance in the classroom during the second marking period, uh, honoring the high honor roll, honor roll, merit roll, and then Knight's honor roll, uh, which is inc- imp- improving your GPA by three GPA points or more. So congratulations to all those nights. You can see all those lists uh, on our social media and our website. And I want to just give a shout out to all those nights that did an outstanding job uh, and continue to just inspire during these tough times of our hybrid model. Uh, We're just so proud of our teachers and our students and how uh, they've just been tackling uh, this situation with gusto. Uh, So I want to thank all of our guests this week that uh, made it on to the podcast. We look forward to being back right here next week. And uh, we continue to uh, look forward to celebrating our nights and promoting everything that's a whack of nights. So as always, go Knights.